and the greatest. They say dogs are a man's best friend, but then again, where are they when you need help moving? Hi, welcome to Judd and Your Buds, the only podcast open on Thanksgiving. My name is Judd, and I'm sitting here with a nice guest. Are you doing the No Shave November? Well, you know... Well, I, I, okay, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk, talk about, about it later. This man of many nicknames, half-wolf, half-arene, Dozer, the Ferris from Polaris, the man with the plan, the boom hower, the pays for days, the only man who could tell me if it's good topsoil, the danger zone himself, Aaron Pazer. How are we doing, Aaron? Oh, I'm just happy to be here, Judd. Happy, to be, happy here. to be here. We are in our hometown... Back in our hometown. Back in our hometown of Leopolis, Wisconsin. The only town that has everything you need. A bar, a church, and a baseball field. Oh, don't sell it short, Judd. We've got three bars now. Three, three bars. bars. We had two there for a while, and then it was one, right. and then back to two. Right. I want to see the three. data on this. Like, per capita, like, I know Wisconsin already has a pretty good run rate, but per capita Leopolis, it's got to be a pretty good bar to household ratio. I would say 40 people. And we people. don't even have a grocery store, so no, that always no. lights up the maps. Yeah, we have one road, and it's Leopolis Road. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, we both don't live here anymore. We both moved away, and you live in Washington, D.C. Well, technically Alexandria, but... Okay, uh, well, I don't know what that we means. We call it the okay. DMV what is, okay. in the area. What is, the what DMV is, metro. District of Columbia... It's Virginia and Maryland, so okay, that kind of tri-state district area. So you're in Alexandria, which is Maryland. So it's really weird. It's it's for those of you for for your non-geography majors out there, Washington D.C. is not actually like in a state. It's like a state of itself. It's a district. Oh, yeah, and then it's so it's sandwiched right in between Virginia and Maryland. So I live on the Virginia side, about five miles away from the Pentagon in Alexandria. Technically not in D.C. So why won't Washington, D.C. be a state? Do you think if they can govern over all these states, they should be a state themselves? I, Mr. Moran probably would not be happy with me right now because I can't give you that answer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone knows. I don't know. Like They're like, oh, we have 50. We can't be 51. No, you know? no. Yeah. And they, they, it's too good to be a state, too, I think, because they have the White House, the Capitol there. Okay. Um, pretty highbrow stuff. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> So, have you found any Nicolas Cage clues yet? You know, I have not got drunk and tried to steal the <laughs> Declaration of Independence yet. Um, and no sign of him yet. So no, I've have you, have you tried any Illuminati signs? The National Mall or anything like that. Have um, you looked under... Uh, Pokemon a- Go or something? Have, I don't you, know. have you tried to look under <laughs> Abraham Lincoln's foot or anything? I, I have not. I have not. Have you seen all of, like, the touristy stuff? Have you done all that? Um, the monument tours and yeah, whatnot. so I've done, I've like rented bikes like for the day, and you can pretty much drive like the National Mall, so the Lincoln Memorial, the the monument, the White House, the Capitol building, all of that you can kind of bike to in a reasonable kind of stretch. So I did that, and there's just so much. There's like so many museums, like the Smithsonian, which is the biggest, basically one. just a museum for everything, and anywhere yep. from like space and air to animals and all also where bones stuff. is bones is tv show uh, i did not know that i think so i'm i'm like 74 <laughs> percent sure we'll fact right. check that yeah we'll out. fact check uh, if you're a listener out there google that you're welcome but yeah there's a fun fact you know actually one of the for anybody that visits the area okay one of my favorite things to do so the smithsonian does have an exhibit off 
the National Mall. So not in uh, Washington, D.C., close to the White House, but it's actually by the Dulles Airport. It's the Smithsonian Space and Air Museum. So there's two Space and Air Museums. One of them's downtown. One of them's out by the airport. The one by the airport is freaking awesome. They actually have like a Blackbird, which was like this really awesome plane we used to like spy on Russia. Um, they've got the one of the B-52 bombers that dropped the atomic bomb on you know Japan mm-hmm. and uh, some other cool stuff. So that's my little plug for the DC tourism uh, industry out there. Check out DC. the Space Center. Dulles. Don't go downtown. Go by the one. Don't you dare go downtown. No, no. Okay. How many how many UFOs are there? That uh, it's classified. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, do you have clearance? Uh, I do not have clearance. <laughs> you don't have clearance. Clarice did not hook me up okay. when I Fair relocated enough. out there for uh, Fair any type of. I, I can't just walk into the Pentagon. Do you believe in aliens? Uh, do I believe in aliens? I, I, I don't. Yeah. I don't. Why would you? Uh, Why would well, anybody? I, I think it would make for better podcasts if I did. Does but. anybody? <laughs> no, like, no. The, my thing is like, why would you believe in aliens? Why? I, you is know, your life that way? Like, you non-existent on the ground in the United States or in the world? Well, I think it's human nature just to to feel like we we're not alone. So people just want to believe it. But yeah. my thing is same thing with like space, like time travel. If time travel or aliens are like a real thing, why haven't we really seen them yet? I mean, maybe I guess you could say that the aliens have done such a great job disguising themselves yeah. that we just haven't seen them. They haven't been on CNN yet. But, like, time travelers, no. There's, like, got to be a stupid guy. If, if time traveling was a real thing, there would be a stupid guy out there somewhere that would have figured it would have blown the whole thing for everybody and spilled the beans. Oh, on, yeah. On there's Snapchat some dude that's going to, like, go back to his, like, <laughs> senior high school game and try to, like, get in the game. You know, he's like, yeah. he's reverse reverse <laughs> you know like, there's gotta Some be dude one. just tearing up the stock market or something <laughs> yeah. just like i don't know no they're betting on the he wouldn't even be that smart yeah Cause, yeah because he's going something real small that he wants to change yeah and he thinks that's gonna be important right that would be the part that's gonna ruin it i would like to go and maybe do a fact check on every single person who made more than like a million dollars on the cubs in vegas maybe there's something there to that i mean because let's know. be honest they won the world series and yeah, but that how many people made? Yeah, but you gotta remember, Vegas, they it's an underdog city, so you put a lot of money on the underdogs. But they were, even though they weren't an underdog, like they were. Vegas was paying them as a huge underdog because they just had this history behind them. So yeah, and I don't know. This is again something we can fact check. Yeah, and afterwards. Yeah, but. like the McGregor fight. Like, if you bet on Floyd, like if you bet a hundred dollars, you get like twenty dollars. I was the. I don't even think it was that much. Yeah. I think you had to bet. That's why everyone was like, that's why the smarter bet would be on McGregor because he's going to get some sort of payout, you know? Because, like, if you if he wins, you're making money. Yeah. If you bet on Floyd, you basically wasted money because you had to buy the fight for, like, $100. So you're saying I should, so you don't, you don't so you're saying I should bet on the Packers next week. Bet on the saying. Packers <laughs> next week. Bet on the Packers for the rest of the year and bet on the Browns when they play the Packers. I'm saying this now. The Browns are going to beat the Packers. Oh, that's that's a hot take. Yeah. That's a hot take. I'm not going to not going to shy away from that. We're rigging to get the, a good pick. Keep I, keep Rodgers off. It seems like the Bears have figured that, you know, they're their young guys are getting a, a lot of good experience, but they're just coming up short in the end. Okay. I think, I think it's by by design. I mean, John Fox challenging fumbles in the end zone. Well, <laughs> let's go. All right, the, my my take on that is do you think if John Fox didn't challenge it, could McCarthy challenge? Would McCarthy have challenged it? 
Would he have? Probably not. Because it was too quick. He didn't. He couldn't get that down in time for us to notice that. Oh, he actually did fumble it. Yeah. That's why John Fox challenging it isn't a dumb move. Because again, wasn't quick enough for them to tell him. Oh, he fumbled it. Don't challenge. Right. I. I don't. The reason I don't think McCarthy would have challenged it because I think the reverse could have happened. The possibility that. Because it was ruled out of bounds, correct? It was ruled at the three. So if he challenges it that it's a fumble, they could have deemed that he did break the pile on, mm-hmm. therefore it is a touchdown. Yeah. So I think he had – a lot of people were saying that it was kind of like a, oh, if John Fox didn't challenge it, Mike McCarthy would challenge it. But I think Mike McCarthy had a little bit I of skin I don't too. think he would have challenged it. That's why – because it was too quick. It was too quick of a challenge, too quick of everything. He was out there with the flag. Right. But he would have won it. Two different ways. John Fox could have won it twice. Two different ways. There's only one way he could not win this challenge. Okay. And that was that way that the Packers won it. Because he could have won it by them respotting the ball at the one. Right. Which they spotted at the three. Okay. Or they could have gave him the touchdown. True. So he would have won twice. So in his mind, this oh, a lock. it's a lock. I can win either. Either I win a challenge getting it closer to the one or getting a touchdown. Right. And if you can't notice on the field that it, that happened, because it's a bang bang play, right. you have to get that from upstairs. And the quick True. enough to figure that out, I think he already threw a challenge flag. I think I know it's a big deal that everyone's making, but I would I would have probably challenged it if I was fine. Well, it, it's just it is fun to see the Bears just totally. Yes, kind of just as long as we're apart. better than the Bears. Right. I right. mean, our season's done for. We're we're gonna be struggling. We got two dubs. On the board against them, so yeah, I just think as it's long a as successful year in Packer yes. Nation. That's our world. That's, that's 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 a leg to stand on. That's our Super Bowl. Right. That's our exactly. Super Bowl. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now we're both from Minneapolis, so now you live in a bigger city. Yes. Yes, and you lived in Minneapolis. Correct. The twin cities. Correct. Two of them. Are yep. they identical? They're not identical. No. Mm, interesting. So no. fraternal. Uh, despite what you see on the Minnesota Twins scoreboard, very two guys look very similar. <laughs> two totally different identities. Two different identities. Yeah. If you're Irish and just want to get drunk on a Sunday afternoon, you go to St. Paul. Uh, if you're a blonde Scandinavian, Scandinavian chick who wants to just go get blocked out downtown, you go to you go to Minneapolis. You go okay. So so it's it's like different heritage. I would say so. The, the more the lo- the more local crowd, like Minnesota homies, home homebound people, are kind of hang out in St. Paul. Okay. Minneapolis is where the out of towners, plus your typical like, I don't know. Scandinavian. I feel like just Minneapolis. You walk around, there's a bunch of blonde Scandinavian. That's like their staple. I don't even know Scandinavian. What is that? I don't know. It's, I think it's like north northwest Norwegian, northeastern, Norwegian, okay. northeast Europe. I'm terrible with like any geography. sort of. Well, we like butchered heritage. the whole D, we butchered the whole DC thing. Yeah. So oh yeah. Geography standpoint. If you're listening to this for any sort of <laughs> geography knowledge, you're at the wrong podcast. You are definitely at the wrong podcast. Yeah. yeah. We both went to Marion High School. We did. Which we grew up, you know, just about like 15 minutes away, but 13, 15 minutes away. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. We played football, basketball, and baseball together. Yep. We sure did. And Aaron, tell me how your your life would be different if you would have took that punting spot scholarship that you had. Well, would you that's be a little bit NFL? of fake news? Would I never you be was in the officially NFL? offered a punting scholarship? We we can make this legend. But no, I because <laughs> here's the thing. <laughs> One of my fond football memories happened in the weight room. 
uh, I believe it was probably two months before the season started. I was probably on the calf rage and scene or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And I remember just vividly Pete Thompson, Coach Thompson. Okay. Just like looking at me, I was, I, I, like I said, I was probably doing some type of either I was on the calf machine or I was like in the squat rat doing a squat wrong or something like that. Pete calls me over to his little desk over at the, uh, <laughs> over in the weight room. Desk and he hands made me, in the 1950s. Hasn't changed. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. For sure. You needed your tetanus shot if you <laughs> even step foot on that. Yeah. But uh, so I go over to his desk and he hands over three pamphlets. Not, not one, mind you, three separate punting clinics that I could go to. So this must have been in the summer because I think there was still like a, there was still time in the summer to go to this type of clinic. <laughs> okay. And he was selling me hard. I think this was coming off my first sophomore year of punting. I, I, had, I think I had some success. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Coach Thompson saw a little fire fire in his eye, and he's like, you know what, he's, he's definitely not going to make it as tight end, but dang it, <laughs> I can get a college athlete on this guy as a punter. I guarantee it. So he handed me uh, three separate pamphlets to yeah. a punting clinic. And uh, I, I didn't go. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, the next season, I missed the first week of practice for a family vacation. And you would have thought I murdered Pete Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> it was the best part about that is we went. Stri- so that would be your junior year then going. I think so. Junior. Yeah. We went strictly defeated. Uh, strictly defeated. Our senior, our, your junior year. Your sophomore year? My sophomore year. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We that sounds right. Yeah. Yeah, because then it was Jason was a senior. Jason, would have been, he, well, he yeah. couldn't play anymore. Okay. Yeah. But, yes, it would have been, like, Nick Brame and Cody Dietert and that class. It was that, just that really class. nice to see Jesus as quarterback. <laughs> he, was, he was there for, like, for when, like, we were younger. But by that time, he couldn't uh, participate uh, right. due, due to some uh, co-curricular violations. Right. Yes. One little side note on that season. I do remember for the first four games, I believe, because there were so many alcohol drinking violations, suspensions, I know I, and I think David Chadwick, had to play every single down, <laughs> special teams, <laughs> offense, defense, for four straight games. Yeah. Because we literally didn't have enough people to fill the roster. Or or grades. <laughs> or grades. Yeah, yeah, it was either drinking or grades. Uh, we were, and our sophomore year was... Or your my sophomore year, your junior year, we were just terrible. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, it terrible. Was, it was, it was I remember bad. it was a big deal because we scored on homecoming, mm-hmm. but also before homecoming. This is this is probably one of the best mo- moments in Marion history. For homecoming, we didn't want for some reason Coach Thompson didn't want us to be na- named the starters to be named and everyone run out. Yep. So instead, he's like, "We're running out as a team. It's gonna be a team thing." So the cheerleaders made a line, and then the flag people at the end made a line. And I remember it was Justin Lorenz, Nick yes. Brame. Yes. They were starting. They started to run. And the flag people weren't ready to, like, release the flag to let us oh run through God. the tunnel. And then and then next thing you know, Pugsley is running in the back of Nick Brame, just boom, plowing oh him gosh. over. And next thing you know, it's just like a domino effect. Oh, Us God. running in the tunnel just turned into a big car wreck. Everyone just... just hitting everyone, falling over. It was literally, I wish someone had it on video. But it's okay. It was just, it was only homecoming. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we end up losing by 70 points. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was it against Iola? We know. Uh, Tigerton. Tigerton. We okay. scored on an opening drive. I scored a, a touchdown 
and we lost 70 to 6. Yeah. Couldn't even get the extra point. <laughs> you know it's bad when coach Thompson just gives up on you before the game when his pregame speech literally is, "Gentlemen, probably only our grandmothers out there think we can win this one." <laughs> We had we had quite the coaches. We had quite the coaches. Uh, you were there for Freedy. Freedy. Yeah, of course. Your senior year was Freedy's yes. uh, first year. Also, big advocate for the punting scholarship. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that must have been in Pete's uh, Pete Thompson's. Well, I think the reason that you were such in high demands because we punted so many times. Your so- right. my sophomore right. year, your junior. Looks, high reps. <laughs> yep. My favorite memory. Was um, Gillett? Yes. My first, like, this was coming off, like, I think a decent season of punting where yep. I, I somehow it's, became the punter. It's Mr. F- and then it's Mr. Freedy's first year. My first game as a, as a quarterback. Yes, yes. So I'm nervous as heck. Yeah. I need, I'm trying to, like, worry about everything in my head. Like, am I running the plays right? Because at that point, I've never played quarterback in my life. I didn't even know which way to turn to hand the ball off. Yeah. I did ask Coach Freedy that first day of practice. Yeah. I was like, what? How do I turn? We get through a series. Uh, it doesn't go our way. We need to punt. First this is pu- this is this is the first my first punt of the season. Yep. And just to be clear though, too, like pregame, I mean, I was belting. I was squaring <laughs> up balls. I mean, I was. I knew I was intimidating. I had the. I had perfect spirals yes. landing yep. right at the ten yard line. <laughs> I mean, it was. It was. If you were there for pregame, Jill it twenty set twenty seven twenty two thousand two thousand. Seven. I put on fall two thousand seven punting clinic in pregame. Yes. And I was feeling good. And I was a gunner. Yep. I was a gunner at the yep. time. And uh, what I what I had is I literally had a freshman because I played quarterback. I couldn't wear gloves. I had a freshman hold my gloves and then run my gloves out to me on the field to give to me so I wouldn't have to get off the field. Right. So I I quick got a freshman get my gloves, put my gloves on. I'm ready for the gunning. And all I need to do is just watch the snap and then run as fast as I can down yep. down this field. And uh, snap comes, and I start sprinting, and I and I sprint and I'm looking for the look for, looking for like the where the guy is or where the punt returner is, and I get to him and he's just kind of like laughing. <laughs> Turns out, pays pays gets the punt, and how far did it go? I believe it was a negative. I, I believe it lost yardage on the punt. <laughs> I'm not lying. It was just a straight up bang job off the foot, and I made re- it went sky high. I mean, it was it was a deep, and I think we had the wind blowing in, so it was one of those where it gets off the side of your foot, goes super high, and landed like just somehow directly horizontal to where I am, which I'm punting, so. The thing was, it's from where you snap the ball, so it went forward a little bit, but didn't even cross the line. Of <laughs> so net yards was negative. That was my first point. You're starting at the bottom, like yeah. below the bottom, actually. Right. That's pretty awesome. My one of my favorite moments actually was was on football when we played bowler. Oh gosh, <laughs> they had a their punt returner had one arm. To They're, be fair, this guy was like okay. featured on ESPN, right? For, uh, or some like I think Sports sport, Illustrated. I think Sports it was Illustrated. Illustrated. Yeah. Um, let's go to the mag. <laughs> <laughs> let's not go. Let's not go. It was on TV. Regardless, this kid was good. All right, he had one arm. He played <laughs> basketball as well and football. He was really good. Like he was the receiver or running back. Yeah. And then he also caught the punts. He only yeah. had one arm. He, which, he was their best. He was like their best. I could talk to you about this. Do you think if he had two arms, would it be as good? 
You wouldn't try as hard. Embrace the bait. Wouldn't try as hard. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, so Pace punts punts this guy in his one arm. And Pace is quick fellow himself. You know, he's long strides. That's generous. Um, (laughs) Very generous. (laughs) Uh, And we're we're running down the field. And for some reason, everybody's blocked except a punter. So it turns out it's just Pace versus the one-arm guy in the open field. And you see the one-armed guy. Take no gunners to be found, mind you. No, gun- no gunners. I was, I was getting blocked. No gunners. I'm not, I'm, I, 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 you know, this is on me as well. But the the one-armed man sticks the football in his armpit of the no arm. He just has like a nub there. Right. Sticks it in the armpit and holds it with the nub and stiff arms Aaron. And then keeps running past it. And when we say stiff arm, he stiff armed you to the ground. He <laughs> Marshawn Lynch me right just, to the ground. Just, just it was it was something else. If you've ever seen anybody get stiff armed from a one armed man <laughs> on game film, we watched it probably about twenty times. <laughs> like we, it was a bad play for our team, yeah. but a great play for our team in. in uh, yeah. Little Man. spin zone here. Very low expectations from the punter the rest of the season to make tackles on punts. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. We won the game. We won the game. That wasn't that didn't, that didn't lose us the game. But yeah, that's one of the greatest things ever. That, that was bad for the brand. Bad for the brand. Good, for, big Pat McAfee fan. Yes, yes. Okay. Big yeah. Pat McAfee fan. Yeah. My buddy's wife. She's on the Olympic curling team, the U.S. curling team. I don't think she made it this year, uh, but she's she was on trials and everything yep. like that. Co-responded with uh, Matt, Pat McAfee. They, they, they like they like tweet back and forth. Nice. And, and like yeah, he tweets out like uh, curling links and stuff. Yeah. I wouldn't say I'm a I wouldn't say I'm a huge fan. He's a little he's a little over the top, but he's a oh, really yeah. funny dude. Super over top. Yeah. 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 But, but and yeah. His, some of his some of his stories are pretty. good. I love his breakdown of special team NFL players. Yeah, he it gets is, super jacked over yeah. it, which is kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think he did one for Mason Crosby. He had a nice little tackle today. I saw a tweet from him. I did see that. Yeah. Jacking up people. Squaring up the hips. <laughs> Helmet on ball. Did you see that uh, one punt? Man, that one punt with like 70-some yards and landed at the one. Did you see that for the state championship game? Yes. That was nuts. Yeah, that was uh, good for the brand as well. Yeah, very good for the brand. <laughs> uh, how much do we have left? Oh, Pays, we got, we're going pretty good. So, Pays, we'll switch gears. Now, you are from Leopolis, which yes. is in Wisconsin. Yes. And you went to Minnesota, which yes. is, you know, still northern. So when you go over to Washington D.C., do they say you have like a northern accent? Some people do. The, yeah. <laughs> the funny thing is, like I, so when I say I live in like the Washington D.C. area in Alexandria, most of my dealers are that that I interact with, or for my job, I interact with Polaris dealers are way out in the sticks. So they're way out like Southern Virginia, oh, or really? even a few in, in like West Virginia. Yeah. So. To be totally fair, they have a little accent themselves, <laughs> um, and they don't necessarily call it my southern act or my northern accent as much. But yeah, I've been told, especially after like a few beers or you know a few chardonnays. Oh, the, uh, fancy! The uh, the it really don't you know us get start to. Uh, oh yeah, wouldn't you know? Oh yeah, oh sure. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's always awesome to come back home because it's the only place that you go up north and they take away the H. <laughs> just very long o's as well oh What's you go up nort nort <laughs> you know oh there's no h on there okay got it <laughs> and you ever know the o's are just like really drawn out 
So yeah. So I was going to the grocery store, and I says, <laughs> "Oh yeah, I says, oh yeah." I says, "Barb, we we're out mm-hmm. of spotted cow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you gotta go to the store. Go to Charlie's, and and they always have the best. <laughs> my favorite thing is you ask directions. Yes. They always tell you go past things that aren't there anymore. Right. It's right. always like." Oh, I go by the old Smith Farm, take it a left. You know where the old Smith Farm used to be? And then when I saw that big buck about 30 years ago, you know what I saw in that field over there? Then you take a right. Yeah, mm-hmm. Charlie's old friend. Yeah, Charlie <laughs> sold the farm to, to, to uh, Donnie. Yeah. Donnie over there. He's, his boy owns that now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that doesn't help me for my directions yeah. to the gas station. You're just in a wormhole of just yeah. small town combos, which I love, by the way. Yeah. But it's just really funny how. Yeah. For sure. The fork in the road, the stump. That third stump, <laughs> that's where you turn. So you don't have any more, um, geez, what are they, what would we even call them? What would we call them back in baseball? The redneck, like, uh. The Southern Expression type stuff? Yeah, yeah, the Southern Expressions. <sighs> I remember, I remember a few of them. Oh, yeah, I mean, you know, you can't throw a possum in a bar and expect to make whiskey. I mean, you, can't. you just can't. You can't, you, can't. you know? And just... I still, I'll be in, like, an actual, like, very professional, like, setting sometimes. And whenever I get, like, really nervous or I, or I don't know what to say. That's like just like kind of my go-to thing, <laughs> and it either one just confuses the hell out of people, and it like changes the the conversation, and it's awesome, or B they laugh their ass off and it's still awesome. Yeah. So it's a win-win. Uh, or um, just because there's kittens in the oven doesn't mean a biscuit. Oh, another another you know? classic. Yeah. You know? I do classic. sometimes say your buddy's useless as a tra- <laughs> trap door in a canoe or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's a bunch of them. I actually looked up online before you came. I looked up a few of them. Oh, this would be nice. Yeah, all right. I'm um, all for expanding my... Uh, okay. I'm more nervous than a long-tailed cat in a room full of rocking chairs. <laughs> <laughs> what does that even mean? I, well, I think, you know... Should we break it down from, so the, from a critical standpoint? If I'm if I'm going to break this one down, <laughs> okay. I'll take this one, Joe. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as a cat, I have to imagine owning a tail, one of the, the stresses of life would be people stepping on your tail. And I have to imagine that a rocking chair is pretty much like a guillotine in that that type of mindset. So um, if I'm a cat in a room full of rocking chairs, (laughs) tail's going between the legs, I'm nervous as heck. Let's let's look up some more. She's so pretty she could make a hog dog smile. (laughs) What? Um, I'm going to let you have that one. Here's here's the translation. She's really beautiful. (laughs) That's all it says in the bottom. She's so pretty she could make a hog dog smile. <laughs> oh, this would be fun. We should uh, we should definitely look up a few more. Yeah, things. it's like a, I used to. I I've I've done this a few times. And all right, here we go. I'm so busy as a one-legged cat in a sandbox. See that one? I don't understand because cats go to the bathroom in what is like a sandbox. They're digging a lot. <laughs> But if I have one leg, that's just, you know, that's kind of like stiff arming Aaron on the football field. I don't, I don't really get that. <laughs> <laughs> one armed is the theme. Yeah. <laughs> is the theme tonight. Uh, I'm as happy as a dead pagan sunshine. <laughs> uh, well, I got to get this up now, too. Yeah, you can get some. Oh, that's uh, you used to, we used to say this one. Which, by the way, I mean, why do your guests have to hold the mic? I know because this is I'm radio. I'm so much better than every of them. I want to feel like setting the tone. I got a just... nicer. I have a nicer <laughs> chair. Look at look at a little peasant big, chair you're sitting. Big in. power move. If you weren't six seven already. Ooh, that was another question I had. Am I the tallest guest on your show? Ooh, it's you or Doug. What is he coming at? What What is Doug calling? You at? should text him six, right now. Doug. Let's call. Him. Let's call Doug. I'm not texting him. Let's get Doug on the podcast. Dougie. 
getting Dougie on the podcast. Doug Martin. Past and future guest. While we're waiting, if he doesn't answer. He probably won't answer. Boy, Doug, man, he's he's lower than a snake's bottom in a wagon rut. I tell you what. <laughs> just saw that one. <laughs> Doug! What's up? What's up? What are you up to, bud? Leaving Target? Well, I'm here with Aaron Pazer. We're on the podcast right now. Target run. What'd you get? What First, what did you get from Target? Should we guess? Uh, we did some Christmas shopping. Our, Christmas tree shopping. In our whoa. Christmas Pre-Thanksgiving? Wait, Christmas tree shopping? Yeah, like ornaments. We got ourselves our first little angel to throw on top. Awesome. Your first Christmas tree. Is Jenna excited? She is. Jenna's also a... <laughs> well, you know, tar- you, you go to Target for one thing, you come out with ten. Yep. That's how it goes. Now, Doug, we have a question for you. Yep. We're wondering if Aaron's the tallest guest that ever been on the podcast. What? How, how tall are you? I'm six foot five inches tall. Six foot five inches tall. Aaron, how tall are you? He may have me beat. Depending on what doctor I go to, it's anywhere from six foot five, I think, when the people are being lazy. But technically, I think I come in at six, three, six, four, three quarters. Okay, Doug, you still are the tallest guest on Join Your Buds. I'm the tallest friend that you have? Yes, you're still the tallest one. Awesome. <laughs> you're ecstatic. I can tell. <laughs> hey, Doug, it's been, this has been a real treat. This has been a real treat. It's been nice. Been Thanks for calling in. True, true. All right, man. I'm going to let you go. We're going to finish the podcast now. But have a tell Jen I say hi. Will do. And uh, for all, all listeners, like and subscribe to your earbuds. That's the podcast out there. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, bud. We'll see you. Bye. She's stuck up higher than a light pole. I kind of get that one. Boy, she's meaner than wet paint. I tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? I mean, I mean, wet paint doesn't take any prisoners, Judge. <laughs> it's unforgiving. It, it is. It is <laughs> equal discrimination. It will. It will get on anything. <laughs> it will get on anything. You couldn't jump over a nickel to save a dime. I think we're on the same. I think we're on the <laughs> same. We're on the same site. Uh, uh, I'm a, all right, man. I just oh, uh, you know not even like southern expressions though. Like I've I've kind of graduated to just like random analogies that you'll just throw in. Okay. I think there's one of another really good one. Just a little for the listeners out there that uh, if you just really want to be witty when someone's like just throwing a hissy fit when they're drunk, you just throw. Man, this guy's had a few mini cups of the loudmouth soup, I tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> also also a good one. Also, yeah, always saying like suck oh, were you sucking back an old grandpa's cough syrup or yeah, what? Yeah, exactly. Things like that. Or someone asks you if you want a beer and you just say, Well, I can't let you drink alone. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite thing is after someone like had too many beers and they throw up. My favorite thing to say is like, shouldn't have ate all that vomit. <laughs> Oh my gosh! <laughs> uh, that that was—I don't know if I'm gonna introduce that one, but it, it's, <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. You got any more? Another one I've been throwing in there randomly. Uh, my boss actually used this on a conference call, and I just—I really liked it. It was uh, whatever when someone like pays you a compliment, you okay. know, on a team, you just say, "Well, you know what? A raising tide raises all boats." 
<laughs> a rising tide raises all boats. That's I get. It's more like metaphoric. Yeah, it's crazy. Pretty good. I like it. I'm, I might use some of those. I like dropping just like stupid things like that, and everyone's like, "What? What?" Yeah, and then you're like, "Yeah, like, well, that actually makes sense." <laughs> I always say it makes sense if you don't think about it. <laughs> one of one of yours actually before you get off that, I remember okay. it's like, I remember you used to say this like in sports, like mind over matter. If you don't mind, doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a Burt Thiel one. I don't know. <laughs> that could be. That was probably something I picked up yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sports analogies are just so funny to me. Yeah. Like thinking back there's so many there's nostalgic and just so cheesy do you have coach v ever on i wish i wish coach v is like a like a that would be a get for us yes (laughs) that'd be a get coach v is the best i love him to death and to have any coach like coach v isms on here would be great and i'd also talk to him about why he always clapped before jump ball? <laughs> Every time. Every time, Coach B. You know, you know, I could be on a different gym and all of a sudden I hear somebody go, jump ball. I'll be like, Coach V's here. They clap before the jump ball. I think that's like he, what he does to kind of buy time with a call. I think he did that for not just jump balls. It was like everything was like, clap. And then he gets like a split second. He's got and... a whistle. <laughs> he already whistled. But did he use the? He used, he the used it. Whoop. Jump ball. Yeah. <laughs> He's the best. He's uh, the best. Oh man, I wish Coach V. Coach V, if you're listening, we need to get you on the podcast. Yeah, we really do. Contact my people, or I'll contact yours. Back half middle. Back half middle. Tatered it. Just tatered. Gave Cabbage Byers three old. Gave him the old green light at three old. Furthest ball I've ever seen hit. For, see those Ken pine trees? See those pine trees over there? Tatered it. Just tatered it over those pine trees. Over the Clintonville River. Over. No, I thought it was. I thought it was in Marion. Uh, I think he I just thought it hit it to the plywood. I don't. I don't. I think he was everywhere. <laughs> you know, it didn't matter what. It's just whatever field we were on. Just got us fired up. Oh, oh man, gosh. Coach V was the best. I remember Love my that first guy. home run. First home run against Pauly Salt, like tomahawked it. Like it was like the worst swing ever. <laughs> and I don't know how Mr. V knew, but I was like, I hit it and I just remember like, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh gosh. What a guy. He was he was something else. <laughs> We're lucky to have him. Very I lucky. I wish he would have stayed for your senior year for the Yeah. But, I uh, mean, he was. I think, you know, there's <laughs> you gotta remember he he coached us from so little we he was our literally coach he was our you know our junior our jv coach our varsity coach you know he was there with us getting us ready for being baseball players so my senior year every single one of that players on the team was coach Wired. we were all coach veed into baseball and that's what we had in us right and basically, Joe Joe Morrison, I uh, great coach, and and got us the state championship. And he would he would say this himself. He's like those guys. I didn't like. He would always say this. I didn't have to do much coaching with them. Yeah. You know, because I just basically he just basically said, you just point you know a, a horse to water and it'll, it'll go. <laughs> coach Mo, love him to death. He's a probably the best. I would say, and this is no knock. I think because. He turned into to a good head coach, but that just him with the co- with how we grew up with Coach V and Coach Mo in like the dugout from like just a morale standpoint, like he was a great he was a great oh, assistant. So so positive, right? So super positive. positive yeah. You know, just very knowledgeable, 
great guy. Always talking. But always talking. Did you really? Did you really? I heard like rumors. I'm pretty sure this happened. Like you were drawing up plays, like during the state championship in the dugout, or you were making calls or substitutions. Yeah, you do, you do the book. Well, we yeah. Well, me and Tyler, we made the lineup yeah. for the state game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Both of them. Yeah, but I mean that was we kind of did that throughout the whole year. Throughout the whole year. Yeah. yeah. We like certain games. If 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 I had thought someone was um, hitting better or or just had you know a, a feel for for how the defense wanted to be played, I I would I would go in there and, and I'd make it. Right. And 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 it wasn't like I was like saying, "Hey, coach, do this, do that." I was, coach was like, "Yeah, we'll do that for sure." Yeah, I see that as well. You know, like he he didn't. It wasn't against it or anything like that. Right. Yeah, we weren't trying to like backstab anybody or. Right. Or wanted our friends to play. We we literally just want. I wanted to win the game. Right. So, but all right, man. We've been going a long time. Probably been about 40, 40, 40 minutes or so. Did you, did you have fun today? Did you have fun being on your first time joining your buds? I did. Yeah. I, this was this was a real treat. Yeah. Now you can you're gonna go and tell everyone back in the DC area. Right. Yeah. Right. And I've you know again if there's any DC listeners out there already, Smithsonian Sparrow yep. Museum. Dulles Airport. Uh, Aaron, what are you doing for the New Year's Eve? Uh, that was my last question. Probably trying to figure out something to do around here. We've got what has been last year. We missed last it. year. We list, we, we were on a nice year. run. We were on a, we were on a good run. Yep. We used to have ping pong tournaments here. Yes. Then we had a nice run where you came to Milwaukee. We went to Madison that one time. Went to Madison. And hang out with Frank Kaminsky and them. We did. Yep. Sam Decker. Sam Decker. Yep. Uh, Dukin. Yep. And uh, then, then at Wando's, then the next year I went to Minneapolis. Yep. Past year we skipped. Correct. So let's skip. Let's get back on the board. Should we? Should we get back on that horse? Let's get. Let's yeah. Okay. You know? All right. Once it bucks off, the only thing to do. Is... So what are we gonna do? I don't know, Aaron. It's it's a while yet. Okay. I was wondering if you had plans. I don't have plans. Okay. Me neither. I got some. I got some uh, PTO to kill before the end of the year. I know that. <laughs> PTO. Well, I mean, uh, I'm I'm game for whatever. Okay, cool. We'll talk about it. But all right, man, I'll let you go. For any of those listeners out there uh, that want to be on Junior Buds, just text me, t- tweet me, beat me, however you want to reach me. Again, review us, like us, share us on uh, iTunes. Uh, helps helps get us on the boards. Helps get us on iTunes charts higher. And any review that's on iTunes, I will review it in the podcast. So if you do review it, I will talk about it and we'll go through it with my guest. And uh, I guess to all those listeners, peace out, Girl Scouts. I blacked out. I don't know what happened.